Hey, yeah. Today we're expanding on more thoughts that we had from yesterday. And, you know, I'm just really grateful to even have energy and excitement and like some semblance of the person that I was prior to like, I don't know, two, three weeks ago. It's just, it's crazy to think about how down and out I was. Um, so I feel grateful for that. <laughs> um, but more than anything today, we're just, we're kind of going all in on this thought that you really can attract and magnetize the life that you want. It really is possible. And talking through the importance of your mindset and the energy that you put towards the things that you're calling into your life. So let's go. Hey, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast. You know, this whole journey, the entirety of this work really was based on this idea that I had shown up in life feeling fine, feeling just fine about my life. And I had decided that fine wasn't good enough that I wanted more. And more than anything, I decided that I wanted to live life on my terms for the first time ever. And season one, the very beginning of this podcast, of this daily journal podcast of what a journey out of that place looks like, season one really explores a ton of different paths to what was meant to be my destiny. And now we're moving into season two and there have been twists and turns that I could have never expected starting this a year ago. Starting to just show up and ask questions. And if you want to start all the way back in season one, you can start there. If you're starting a journey, it's a great place. There's a lot of exploratory vision work that happens. There's just a lot of movement through understanding myself better and understanding what I even wanted my terms to be. Now that we're moving into season two, this really becomes sort of the coaching portion of walking, walking that dream, taking those first steps, some of the things that might happen to you, some of the things that have happened to me as I explore and move into this new path. And so it's really just meant to walk along with you. If you ever needed someone to hold your hand, you ever needed a community to support you changing and challenging and growing, that's what we're here for. We're here five days a week to help you keep growing. That's what the Death of a Dream podcast is all about. We're so grateful that you're here. Hey, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Ness. That's me. Yep. Um, so today, my great thing from today, gosh, you know what? I think honestly, 
we're about to start decorating for Christmas early. I had kind of been going around in my head, like, do we want to be those people? Do we not want to be those people? I'm kind of all for everybody celebrating and getting on this train early because I don't know if you listened to any of last year's Christmas episodes, but here is the Christmas fangirl. I am a minimalist. I have gotten rid of most things of excess, but my Christmas decor. There is one thing that I am not willing to give up. I add more as each year passes. And what I would say the amount of totes that I have that are holding like memories and all of my other decorations, seasonal decor and different things are the equivalent equal the amount of Christmas totes that I have in my possession, just solely Christmas decor, right? And that seems like crazy, right? I am telling you, I am so excited to put up these happy little Christmas trees. I have this like the happiest, most delicious Christmas tree forest that I put up. It's so joyful. It's so meaningful. It's just all the things and I can't wait to see it. It goes on like my favorite shelves that I had built. And there are like so many other things that are just delicious and beautiful and perfect and necessary to continue the survival through these times. And so we are going to decorate early. It will be a little bit weird because we won't have a Christmas tree because we are live Christmas tree people. Um, but it's just, there's really no point not to, you know, yesterday we started having conversations about what the holidays were going to look like and the realization that we likely aren't going to be getting together with people. And, you know, this year has already been so chock full of loss and disappointment. And so like, do we have to really do that? Can't we just go back to normal? And no, we can't. And I'll say it from this perspective, from the perspective of someone who has it, this is what happens. You don't realize that you have it, right? So like I could have had it for weeks before I could have had it for who knows, right? Before I had any symptoms. And then you start to get this inkling you start to think, oh, maybe I have, oh, I don't know, whatever. And then all of a sudden you feel terrible or you feel like specific symptoms. And then you go, oh, could I have it? I guess I should go get tested. Then you go and get tested. Then you start sinking in of like, how long have I had this? What have I been doing? Oh my gosh, I went to XYZ. Oh my gosh, did I infect all of the people there? Then you start going through that list of people and you're like, oh no, if they get it, oh no, if they get it, oh no, what's going to happen, right? And then you start to go down this guilt spiral when the honest reality is like, if you leave your house, you, with community spread in the area that I'm in, right? If you leave your house, you have a very high likelihood of getting it. And so yesterday we kind of made what will be probably our last trip out to a grocery store for probably the next two or three months. Like, and we'll still obviously go to the grocery store, but it will be just online pickup, no contact, 
no store. And that's hard, right? It's hard to imagine that that's necessary, but it is. And I'll say for me, having had COVID, there is not a chance that I want anyone else in my family to get that sickness. Period. Like, I feel like I had it very mildly. And it still impacted me in devastating ways. So I'm just saying, let's go ahead and decorate. I will give you permission, right? Let's just do it. It's okay. A lot of people are kind of jumping on this joy train because the holidays are even going to look different. And it seemed like, oh, by the time we get to holidays, everything will be back to normal. And it seems like we're just ramping up for a whole lot of more abnormalcies. And so in our house, we're going to go ahead and call in some joy. We're going to go ahead and call in just extra love and care for our mental beings because maybe it's just necessary. Maybe we deserve that joy because we aren't going to have the normal forms of joy as they used to sit. So that's what we're doing. Um, my great thing was just like going through those totes, seeing I'm not a prior to Christmas. I usually hit up Christmas sales pretty hard um, and buy things that I need. So last year, oh my gosh. <laughs> Last year, my mother um, bought me Christmas plates. They're plaid. They're beautiful. They're just so perfect. Like, I'm a vintage Christmas type gal. So if anyone finds a vintage Santa, if anyone finds... There was this really creepy vintage elf that I think hangs on a door. And this will probably be my biggest regret of my life is... It was the creepiest vintage elf I've ever seen. I didn't want it for my house, but I definitely wanted to buy it for my mother-in-law um, because she just deserves something like that. And I didn't. Although today I may go on <laughs> the Facebook groups and stock down and see if I can find that creepy elf. And if my mother-in-law is listening or anyone that I'm really like, just know, even though you know, you have no idea. You have no idea. So hopefully I'll find it. And if I do, it will probably be one of the very few Christmas gifts that I do give this year. And just prepare yourself, right? Anyways, I think my great thing has just been like seeing the joy. I recently had to tell my kiddos that they weren't going to go to school for a very long time. And that's hard for them. It's it's a whole new level of trauma because they mentally shut down when school shut down. I mean, we went through probably a month of super low mental status in our house with my now seven-year-old. And I wasn't really expecting that response, I guess. I don't know why I didn't you know, we essentially just ripped her 
out of everything that she knew. We ripped her away from all of her friends. They went on spring break and then just never went back to school. So it wasn't like they got to take their things. It wasn't like they had any warning. It was just like done. And so that was extremely traumatic as you can imagine, right? And so <laughs> seeing them experience joy, because I know that we're about to take a lot more away from them, right? Because we're probably about to transition to school, going to virtual, and that's such a blessing compared to what we faced last spring. Um, so I think we're more prepared. Mentally, we have we have a little bit of a guide for how we survived last time. So that's helpful. But just seeing their response and joy and excitement to this idea of us decorating for Christmas two weeks early, I'm here for it, right? Like, can I give you more joy? Because we're probably going to be taking a lot of it in the next coming weeks. Like, the realization that we're not going to go to Thanksgiving, the realization that we're probably not going to be out buying presents like we normally would. These are all going to be different conversations um, for them. So just trying to find joy anywhere we can because they deserve it. And we don't deserve to just live in misery because things have changed. Like we definitely have to find ways to find our joy. So our joy today looks like elf and Christmas music and twinkle lights because regular lights just don't do it for me like a good twinkler. You have no idea. And magical Christmas tree forests that exist on shelves for really no reason at all right? Just because. And beautiful plaid Christmas plates that will replace, right? I'll be taking my regular white plates out and replacing them with these Christmas plates. And then when Christmas is over, the Christmas plates will go back with the Christmas items. They will not stay in rotation. Not because I'm some very meticulated, like we can't have Christmas items out during the regularly scheduled programming because we can't have the excess, right? If we did that, that would take our eight stack of plates to 16. And you can only imagine the madness that would happen as a result of that. No, thank you. We will transition today to our Christmas plates and we'll transition out of it after Christmas has passed. That's all. That's my great thing. Just celebrating and finding joy in times where that's a little bit more difficult. Okay. So I promised that I would expand a little bit more on the discussion that we had yesterday because you know, this is so important. Your mindset really equals your manifestation. And so I want you to think about it like this. And I watched a documentary on Netflix. It <laughs> um, It's called The Secret. And it's not 
it, my guess is, and I should probably look at this, is that it was produced a while ago. Um, but some of those notes hold very true. And so in this documentary, they're talking about how the secret really is in your mind, right? How the things that you think will manifest. It's a real thing. It really is. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, she's gone off the deep end now, um, go ahead and watch that. It'll expand your thinking a little bit more. It gets a little in the weeds and a little intense at times, but for the most part, it all breaks down to this. What you think about, you bring about. This is a saying that my mom said to me my entire life. It was so obnoxious and so... Uh, every time she would say, say it, I would just like roll my eyes and stomp off. Like, mom, that's not true. What you think about, you don't bring about. But what I can say is there's so much truth in that. It's even more annoying into adulthood. Because when you think about it, a lot of our mindsets as a whole think about the impossibility of something. Think about the reality and also think about all of the bad things that could happen. And when we're thinking about all of those bad things, we're essentially manifesting that to happen, right? Isn't that crazy? So when you think about like, oh, I'm, I'm probably going to fail. Oh, I'm probably going to, my car's probably going to break down. Oh, everything's going really well. And so it's all just going to spin out of control and my whole life's going to blow up. That like actually happens. And we're the ones that take our life there and we're doing it so willingly. It's insane. And so we've been working in our household lately, right? on conversations around calling the things that we want for our lives into action and not allowing our minds to think about the things that we don't want to happen, right? Here's an example. We don't want to think about how broke we're going to be because Hannah left her job. What we need to be focusing on is how rich we're going to be because Hannah left her job because she is expanding and experimenting and finding new opportunities. And even though, right, it's non-traditional. And so a lot of our mindsets go into this, this narrow mindset where we can only think about what's going to go wrong. And for the entirety of my journey, my focus has been on what's going to go right. And while that hasn't been easy, because we have survived some very low places, um, really all of that has been building up to these moments where we kind of weathered that storm, where we broke down, where we thought about how we felt about all the things, about the rebuilding of our identity, about the focus and the intention behind the work that I'm trying to do and where we want to go with it and which direction we want to take it. And in all of that energy and action and movement, right, we start to find 
this new adrenaline. And that's really coming from the control of the mindset, the non-allowance to call into fruition those bad things, those things that are going to hold us back, and the focusing on the possibility, the focusing on the things that we actually want out of our lives, right? So think about how impactful it will be if you actually write your dreams down. Otherwise, we're just kind of wandering out in space and we're going, well, if that happens, that'll be cool, right? But like the power of manifestation, the power of your mindset and this acceptance of reality that you just putting something on a sheet of paper is more powerful than just thinking it in your head right? And a lot of times the thoughts in our heads around our dreams go and and sound a lot like this. Well, I want to write a book. But (laughs) that's a pretty tall drink to swallow. Uh, I can't write a book. I don't know anything about writing a book. I don't even know how you would publish a book. Writing a book sounds really hard. I don't know how to write. I'm not going to write a book. That's impossible. Well, I can tell you what's probably going to happen. You probably aren't going to write a book. (laughs) Right? Because all you did right there was protect yourself from the attempt. Right? And then load on a whole bunch of limiting beliefs that are going to hold you back from the allowance and... You just called a whole lot of bad things against something that you actually want, which will work in the opposition of where you're trying to go. And so we have to kind of release those bad things, release them and not put energy towards them. I want you to shift all of your energy towards the possibility of this happening. And you'll be amazed how the world really aligns and allows you to follow that direction. I think more than anything, the second that that first door kind of opens, you will probably be, your response will probably be more of shock and abandonment (laughs) of said dream than it will be of like, wow, Hannah was right. This really happens. Your initial reaction is going to be like, whoa, oh no. (laughs) Oh no, now I have to write the book. Oh no, now I know that this dream is possible. And am I sure that it's the one that I want? And what I can say is, it probably is. I understand what that fear (laughs) feels like. But you should really understand the power of manifesting the things that you want and of your ability to do so. So once you kind of captivate your mind, transition your mind from this limited thinking to this unlimited thinking, you really have to get behind the idea that it it probably is going to take off in some way. And when it does... 
what I also want you to prepare for is the escalation of that, the way that the world is going to put things into play that you never really even considered, um, the way that the world will respond and start to call things out of your life that you didn't expect. And so the moment that you kind of allow yourself, and I like to um, put a warning on anyone starting to do this work, on anyone deciding that they want to go after their dreams, is this little caveat. It's like, once you figure out what those are, and you start moving towards them, like the world will respond to you. And it happens faster than you would think. And I would say the more intentional and excited and really aligned you become, the more that the world lays itself out to you and makes it available. So the the caveat or the asterisk that I want to put on that is if you're going to go down this path, if you're going to start thinking about what you really want in your life and then start allowing yourself to discover that, I want you to be prepared for the world to allow you to do that, right? And yeah, that's going to come with risk and putting yourself out there and trying new things. And that's amazing. We're not talking about staying in the old life. We're talking about creating a new life, like the one that we actually want, right? And you're rebuilding essentially a whole new life, a whole new set of contacts, an additional set of contacts maybe, uh, right? But you asked for that. And it, it will be delivered to you. And so when you're sitting down, when you're starting this work, when you decide to finally get over yourself and actually start working on things that are going to light your soul on fire forever, when you sit down and decide that, I want you to be ready for the magnetism of your manifestation. It's going to happen, right? If you stay consistent, if you keep moving forward, if you keep like if you dive in and you maybe send three emails and you get two responses and then you're like, well, all three of them didn't respond. So I guess I'll just stop it. OK, it's not going to work like that. But if you're willing to keep going to like. Just span it out right? Is it going to take you 10 years? Is it going to take you 40 years? Is it going to take you two years? I don't know. But if you're willing to stay committed to this, if you're willing to keep moving forward, and the more consistently you move forward, the faster anything is going to respond to you, right? If you're willing to do that, and you're willing to Focus on keeping your mindset shifted to this place where you're only calling what you want into fruition. You're not living in this old mindset where you constantly called things you didn't want into fruition, right? Like how much energy and thought do we put behind the bad things in life? 
right? Like these conversations. Oh yeah, I'd love to do that, but I don't want to go broke. I'd love to be an entrepreneur, but I don't want to go broke. Hey, you just called that into your energy space, going broke <laughs> in relation to being an entrepreneur, right? Like, nope, that's not allowed into my energy space. I would love to be an entrepreneur and I would love to see what I could do in terms of finding multiple streams of income as a result of being in control of my time, right? Making money one way is really not something that I'm interested in doing, never have, even, even in my past work life, right? Like I've always had multiple streams of income. And so this just allows me to expand that further. It allows me to stay in control of the all of the hours in my week. And while that may be concerning to some people, it's really exciting to me. It allows me creative freedom to control my days. And it allows me new opportunities. It allows me to network and meet new people and find new people. And that allows me to find new opportunities, to find new contacts, to find new things that I can be passionate about that I didn't even know existed because I spent most of my time just sitting in a cubicle talking about the same things all day, like, which is fine for some people, but really this podcast and this idea is about allowing you to shift into whatever that dream life looks like. And if it is sitting in a cubicle and talking about the same things every day, that's amazing. That just wasn't for me. Right. And that's fine. Whatever your dream is, the greatest thing that you can do is really start talking specifically about what those things are. And then start moving. And I suggest moving in the most comfortable fashion, moving on one thing versus all 10, whatever those dreams are, let's focus on one for right now. Let's get really good at that. And then let's keep moving. But more than anything, you are the controller of your thoughts and your response to any given situation. My response to even negative situations has always been that this is just gearing us up for something amazing. So the more negative, the more crazy, the more whatever, like I have always just called into fruition blessing upon blessing in response to the badness. And so I just get really pumped up about shit going bad. <laughs> because I know, because I've seen it happen so many times. And is that happening because it's just, it was meant to happen. Yeah, a little bit, but probably it's happening because I start manifesting that the second that a tire comes off, <laughs> I'm in my head going, oh yes, here we go. Great things are coming. Great things are going to follow this sadness, right? That's how I want you to think about all things. 
your ability to call new, amazing, beautiful things into your life is 100% in your control. Today, you can start focusing on how much of your energy goes into manifesting bad things, right? And it can be small, like, oh yeah, I'd, I'd love to go shopping, but I have no money. Okay, but that is manifesting having no money, right? And that's okay, right? That's that's a normal response. I don't have any money, so I literally, like, I cannot go shopping. But I want you to even change how you respond to that. Hey, I'd love to go shopping. I don't have money today, but there is money coming and I will go shopping then. Right? Even if you just add on that additive, you are calling into fruition things that you want. And I am telling you, I get it right? We kind of started tapping on the door of crazy and today we're like fully all in here. But this is a real thing. It's real. It's wild. And it's so powerful and true. You really can. I've been testing it since the start of this podcast. Can you just start moving in a direction and get a response? Yes. As always, you're smart. You're strong. You're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the Hey, want to check out more on the death of a dream and on me, your host. Uh, you can head over to hannahness.com. That's where you'll find everything, everything that there is to know about me, the work that I do and about where the death of a dream comes from. We have blog posts there. You can sign up for the newsletter, which is basically just a guide on how you navigate through the things that we talk about every week. So head over there. You can also find all of my beautiful guests over on my Instagram. We have YouTube. We have the book. We got all the things. If you want to connect, you have questions, you need more help than we've given you on the podcast, go ahead and head over there. I'd love to connect with you.